Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us this week as we discuss. This is a true throwback, Tammy. I feel like we've come so far. We are going to talk about the second season of our first episode. Do you remember what our first episode was? <laughs> Love Victor. <laughs> yes, Love Victor. I feel like I feel like this is our baby. This is the one that got us started. So regardless, um, Love Victor will always hold a special place in my heart because it was the inaugural episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. Um, I feel like a proud mama. Aw. Anyway, <laughs> so um, recently the second season was released on Hulu and I was excited about um, the second season because the first season was really good given its limitations, which I'm sure we will discuss. Um, but why don't you get us started? Let me know. How did you feel about the second season? What did you think about Love, Victor, season two? Um, I thought it was good as the first season. Um, the better... Um, parts of it was the fact that it didn't get bogged down by uh, the family friendly content content of uh, Disney Plus, which is where the first season should have been premiered on. And then it was transferred over to Hulu, but they didn't like um, redo any of the scenes or anything like that. So it's very, um, I want to say, uh, censored <laughs> the first season, but the second season completely being on Hulu. Um, I thought it was more real and upfront and it really showed an honest depiction of um, Victor's journey now that he has come out um, as a gay teen having to deal with the family dynamics of is are his parents going to accept them um, as well as him working, you know, his relationship out with Benji on the fact that Benji was an experience um, in relationships and this was something new to him because the only relationship he had had was Mia. Um, so I thought it was great on how Hulu was able to be more upfront and real about the dynamics of Victor with um, the many different characters in the show. Yeah, um, you could tell the difference, not in production quality or anything like that, but just as far as um, it not being so cutesy and they didn't sugarcoat um, some of the harder issues or harder topics. Um, and I know that was one of the things that we discussed um, in the original, uh, in our first episode that you can hear at the popcornwindown.com, you know, uh, but that was one of the things we discussed in our first episode was how we were looking forward to, at the time it hadn't been renewed, but um, how we were looking forward to um, what would happen once Hulu was able to fully uh, take over um, or they were fully able to write for Hulu. And um, I agree, I, I do like that it had a different perspective, something that was more real and more honest and um, that didn't sidestep a lot of those harder issues. Um, and I appreciate that because these are issues that are, um, that ring true for a lot of teens, um, and not just necessarily teens, but I would imagine a lot of people on their coming out journey, um, no matter how old you are, I'm sure it's not easy, um, especially to tell your friends and family and to start, um, being true to yourself and living and living your life. And I think, um, I really appreciated, uh, even though it annoyed the hell out of me, I appreciated that they took their time um, in telling his mom's story and having that relationship evolve with him and his mom. Um, now, not saying there weren't times where I didn't want to throat punch her. Um, Isabel got on my, no, Isabel's his sister, right? No, Pilar is his sister. Okay, Isabel yeah, Isabel, Isabel is his mom. I'm sorry, I'm horrible with names. You all should know that by now. Um, but Isabel, yeah, um, there aren't times that I didn't want to throat punch her, uh, but it was real, you know, and she needed to um, take her time. And, you know, it's it, like he told Benji, um, even though he assumed that Benji's parents were always okay with it, they weren't that wasn't necessarily the case. But you do have some parents um, who are just, oh, okay, um, I love you and we will figure it out together and it just goes from there. And then you have some parents who struggle with it a little more like Isabel did. And um, 
her struggle was real because of the way she had been raised, um, a devout Catholic. And, um, you know, and that's a lot of people that's that's a lot of people struggle is the religion aspect versus, um, for lack of a better term, the lifestyle aspect, the real world aspects of, well, I the, the Bible says one thing, the church says one thing, but how do I go against that? So reconciling those two things, her love for her son with what her, her values, her family values, what she'd been taught and how she'd been raised. And I love that they took their time with that struggle. Um, what about you? what did you think about their, their relationship and how it was portrayed? Um, oh gosh, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> My bad y'all. <laughs> but um, I will say that I love, like I said, it was more real in the second season and I love the journey that his mom took. And yes, um, there were moments that I wanted to throat punch her, but that's coming from someone who just doesn't care. <laughs> like, I really don't care. Like you do you, <laughs> like you do you boo. Um, but being, like you said, someone from such a devout Catholic background, I can understand it. She talked about that, how um, this is what she knows. This is all that she's heard. So, but you could tell even from the beginning when she first had the conversation with her priest and she was just like, I know that's what um, I've been told, but you know, he's my son and I love him and he didn't choose this. And then the priest like pushes back and be like, oh, well, you know, basically saying like, yes, he did choose this. And, and, you could already see her fighting on um, what the priest was kept telling her, right? Um, so I did like her journey. Um, but you know what? I fully supported Benji on what he was saying to Victor. Um, because Benji has had that experience. And so he... Like when, when he was like, why aren't you more angry about this and that? And Benji just wasn't surprised. He was like, it's never easy for somebody to come out. And they think because you have more accepting people in today's society that it would be easy. And it's never easy. It doesn't matter how many people surround you that say they love you. You're going to experience at least one person that says they don't want to accept you and they don't accept you know who you are. And so I did like the fact that the different perspectives of Victor coming out um, and nobody backed down. I really like nobody backed down. They kind of just grew um, in their thought process of him coming out. Cause everything revolved around that on his experience of being a gay teen um, in Atlanta, Georgia, which they never really like focused on the fact that like he was a gay teen in the South. I don't care if it's Atlanta, it's still the South it's Georgia, but um I did like that. I like the dynamics of his mom. And I love the fact that his dad was more open to accepting who he was from the beginning. And his only gripe was, I've only ever known him for sports. So what do I talk to him about? And he's like, you talk to him about sports. Like, he's still an athlete. Like, he just happens to be gay. Um, so I did like that about the dad, that you would think the dad would be the one to be less accepting, but he was more accepting than the mom was um, from the beginning because it took the mom a long time to get to that point where she was accepting of who Victor was. And it was only after the priest told Adrian that he was going to go to hell and she was just like, hold up. Now you can't be telling my little son, my son that his brother, his older brother's going to hell. Like, no, no, no. That, so that is what changed her mind. I think ultimately was having to deal with the priest throwing those ideas in Adrian's head at such a young age. And so she was just like, well, I love Victor, so I'm going to defend him no matter what. And that that's what I think changed her perspective. But um, I did like her journey, even though you would want to, like, punch her, kick her in yeah. the shin. Um, <laughs> I think she was slowly but surely coming around, you know, like when she went to the PFLAG meeting before that, um, when, as she was having talks with her husband, as she was seeing, um, like, her fear of, uh, having her because what tripped me out is you know this whole time she was using her son adrian the youngest as an excuse or not to tell victor and he's like oh just like so and so has two moms <laughs> and he was like oh okay can i go do this now and they, they were like well that was easy you know um and so i think as she saw that hey i'm the only one in my family who is not accepting of this 
And Victor had a point when he was like, and he never told her this, but he told Benji, you know, she's the one who pretty much destroyed our family with her affair. And I'm like, yeah, woman, you had an affair, a whole ass affair, um, which broke your family. But, you know, you, you're not trying to run back and repent for that. And, you know, what did your upbringing say about cheating on your husband? So, um, I, I thought that was, and I, I, I really wish someone would have called her out on that, which I think her husband did, um, you know, but like I said, so I did love the journey. I wanted to punch her. Um, she's probably one of my least favorite characters. Like his mom drives me crazy just in other aspects, just the character herself. I love Anna Ortiz, the actress who plays her. I think she does a phenomenal job. Um, playing her portraying her but his mother is not necessarily my favorite and so I'm going to just go ahead and get to the parental relationship in this um I really was hoping and I know I'm probably so wrong for this I was really hoping his parents would not get back together I actually like them better apart especially his dad um so I hope that next season because it has been renewed for third season um I really hope that his dad does not lose all of his growth um, that he achieved as they were separated um, now that they're back together, you know, because sometimes that tends to happen. Um, and I think his mom, besides coming to the fact that she coming around to accepting that her son was gay, did she really change? No. Yeah. So I, I was just, <laughs> exactly. So I was just like, uh, like, I know y'all have a lot of history and Sometimes that history can be a great draw, but it can also be the thing that keeps you stuck um, holding on to that history. So I'll be interested to see. I hope they actually show them working to truly rebuild their marriage um, and not just, oh, that was just a blip in the road and go back to the way things were. Because I really did come to like and appreciate his dad much more. Um, his dad actually was one of my favorite characters. Um so we will see. I don't, I'm not saying he necessarily should have stayed with his girlfriend, the real estate agent who he met at the PFLAG meeting, but I did like them better apart than I did together as far as his parents go. Um, what about you? I, I don't care for his parents at all. So I can care less whether they're together or not. Like they were insignificant to me last season and they're insignificant to me this season. Like the um, last season it played the role on the fact of the reason why they ended up having to move um, all the way to Atlanta, Georgia, because their mom cheated with their dad's boss. Um, but to be honest, like even the dad, like I, 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 I could care less. <laughs> I really like the dad, like he, he really was like nobody to me. Um, there were a couple, there, there were a couple characters that I was just like, I mean, you know, if you were background music, like, I would be okay with that <laughs> if you really didn't have that many lines within the show. Um, but his parents was one of them. Although, I mean, I did like the progress, like I said, of his parents, um, his mom taking her time, because that's an honest depiction of um, how parents can be sometimes, you know? She really, really loved him, but she had to fight against, like, what she knew. And then the dad kind of being on well, okay, but what do I talk to him about now? So I definitely um, get that. But when it came to their parents' actual relationship with each other, I mean, it was nothing. Like, like I, I don't care if they're together or apart. Like, it, it, I don't think it really made a difference to me um, with the show. Like, I had no investment in their relationship. I didn't care if they got back together or not. Yeah, the yeah the dynamic to me was just better when they were apart. So it would be interesting to see how they handled that or what they do next uh, next season. If they're just oh okay, it was just a blip, and the last two years were just a blip in the road, and we're better than ever. Um, to me, that would be a little bit disingenuous, and um, especially considering besides we just said besides the fact that his mom finally accepted that her son was gay, um, she didn't make any other changes. Um, and her fa the father had alluded to that, hey, um, the affair was actually a symptom of the problems that we had, um, but that wasn't the big problem. We had other issues before that. So 
Um, you kind of be- like to see them like maybe have those actual conversations like on the show rather than like doing it off off like camera. Yeah, and I, and I guess I guess to me, um, it would in agreement with you. It would make them more relevant. It would give them more to do than just be his goofy parents or his annoying parents. Um, and so I thought that you know it showed more growth this year. It gave them something else to do. Um, it made me more interested in their story a little bit. Although, like I said, his mom is still probably one of my least favorite characters. Love the actress, not the character um, that she portrays. But so it just, it kind of gave them more of a purpose than, okay, you can't have uh, minors living by themselves. Um, And speaking of parents and relationships, I do not know why I want to call him Styles. (laughs) He just kind of gives me that vibe, that hair. But his best friend um, and his Felix. Mom. Yes, Felix. Felix Styles. Horrible with names. Yes, I write them down and it still doesn't help. Um, but Felix and his mom, I love that we actually saw, like um, last season, we saw the, the hoarder. We saw the outcome. But this year, we got to see um, the disease itself. We got to see what he actually goes through. It wasn't off screen. She wasn't um, just the mother with the mental issue, the mental health issues that we never get to meet. Um, and I loved how that all played out. And I also loved how they portrayed it real. You know, um, we talked about before mental health is something that's real for all of us. And it's a very fragile thing. And I love that we're taking the stigma off of it. And I love that they took their time in telling that story and how it how it affects Felix and and you realize that he's pretty much had to be the parent I would be interested to know what happened to his dad they've never mentioned that whether they're divorced or his dad died I don't think but um if he couldn't just if he couldn't handle it and um I'm not gonna say craziness but if he couldn't handle the chaos and if that's the case why didn't you take your son with you so that would be an interesting just aside but um, what did you think about the story, um, Felix's story this season? Um, like you said, uh, pointing out um, mental illness and um, by be, being bipolar and really like show, I, I think what I liked about it is um, it was honest in how much pressure Felix was. He was raising himself, but he also had to take care of his mother. And, but then one thing I hate about um, parents, I understand like mental illness and everything, is that when you're called out for the fact that you aren't actually raising your kids and then your response is, well, I'm the mother, I'm the mother. When, when? Because Felix has basically had to take care of you. He's had to work nonstop in order to pay the rent. He has had to cheat and use his intelligence in the wrong way in order to pay the rent. Um, You know, and you refuse to get help because you were okay. And I understand like mental illness, it takes a long time before you're fully willing to admit it. And that's the reason why, although you kind of hate the fact that Lake told her mom, um, it needed to happen in order for his mom to really get the help that she needed, to really get the help that she needed. She did not need somebody kind of being all sweet and nice about it um, or being like, well, she's taking her medicine today, so we're good. But then tomorrow, what are you going to do? Um, so although like that and ultimately broke up Felix and Lake, um, you know, Lake had to take that hit because in order to make sure Felix was okay, it wasn't, it wasn't good that he was having to take care of the home and make deals with the landlord in order to make sure they did not lose their place. Um, so I did like the full storyline of that. Um, like I said, like, I'm going to continue to say it. Like this season was very, very real. Um, you had the silliness, but overall, when you really, really look at the issues they were dealing with, they did a great job of dealing with those many different um, themes and issues that were presented in the show. And one of those was his mom being bipolar and what teenagers have to go through when they do have a parent that deals with mental illness, um, but they don't want to be taken away and put into the system and all of that Um so I, I like the storyline of him and his mom. Um, 
it always gets me like when she scared Lake when she was trying to give her the dishes that she had just said was a family heirloom. And then Lake was like, no, 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 I'm good. And she like just drops them on the ground and they all break. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I don't know how I would like react in in, in that moment. Um, so yeah, so it, it was, it, yeah. Cause even I was just like, oh shit, like, damn. <laughs> like this um, is real serious, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, as someone who has dealt with someone who, um, a couple people who have mental illness, it's it's scary. And it is hard for those um, who have to deal with it. And I will say, because we end up kind of managing the illness too. And it's kind of like they say um, with addiction, um, you can't, sometimes they have to hit their bottom and you just play, pray that that bottom isn't self-harm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, he said it when, when it's good, it's good. It's great. You think this is going to be the time this is going to be different. Um, and sometimes it's, um, it, and you know, watching a person struggle with getting regulated on their meds and dealing with the different ways, um, that that manifests itself, the different personality changes, it is difficult. And so I, I, I could relate to that waiting with bated breath to see, is this going to be the medicine that takes? Is this going to be the doctor that takes? Is this going to be the thing that sets them off? Is this going to be the thing that not sets them off? Oh, great. You found a doctor that you like. Okay. So are you going to stick with it? And then when they do kind of regulate, it gets to the point where, oh, I don't need to take my meds because I'm fine. And they don't realize it's the medicine that's making you fine. Like no one wants to take drugs. Like I get it. No one wants to be medicated, but you have to be in order to reach that plane. So it, that, that story to me, it really hit home as someone who has dealt with that. And um, so I appreciate it on the flip side. Yeah. You get why it's like, okay, but you haven't been the parent because of the illness. I get that. But, you know, kind of like old school, because I remember growing up, it, it just comes back to not everyone realizes sometimes they think all you have to do to be a parent, what makes you a parent is just having the kid. They yeah. don't realize that some people don't realize, hell, there's a lot more to it than being the incubator for nine months or being the sperm donor. Um, then it's not just a title. It's actually a job. It's something you have to do. And because of her illness, she wasn't always able to do it. So again, I hope that's not a thread that they drop. I mean, I, I'm glad she got help. So now next season, I would love um, to see her rebounding from that, to see her going to, you know, staying on her meds, to her actually being a mom to Felix now. I, you know, we've been through the lows of it. Now I want to see the highs. I just want to see her manage and maintain. We don't have to go back to the struggles because we know what that's like. So I want her... I want Felix to finally have the mom that he's been missing, you know, see her get a job and all of that kind of stuff. So I would love to see that happen um, and to continue to tell the story. Cause I actually liked his mom and I, 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 I felt for Lake. She's not my favorite character. I did not like her and Felix together. And we're going to get to that, but they kind of grew on me. Um, you know, it's like, okay, I didn't just despise them as a couple, but we know what we know because we talked about it during the first episode. Um, but I understood why she told and I understood that that was very, very hard for her. Um, I also understood Felix's reaction to it. It was just a no-win situation, but she did what she had to do. She did what was best. And if she hadn't have told then that situation, there's no telling how it would have ended. And I have a feeling it was not going to end well if if someone didn't intervene and help him and his mom. So, you know, and I think he has started to come around or he wanted to come around when he after he talked to his mom and his mom explained she why she did it um, from that perspective and that everything's going to be okay and you need to forgive her. But by then, it was too late, not necessarily to forgive her, but he realized that his heart belonged to someone else. And I was so excited about that. Oh, about Felix and Pilar? Yeah. Um, Because we talked about it during the first episode. We picked up on that chemistry when they were in the coffee shop. And so um, I love how it kind of manifested. And you just kind of saw that 
he even though Lake was his first in a lot of ways, um, Pilar was the person that he went to. Um, he was she was the one that he told stuff because he wanted to. Lake was the one who found out stuff. Like he, it was rare that he actually talked to Lake and told her anything or shared anything with her. But Pilar was the one that he shared things with. Did you notice that? I did, but I feel that the reason why is because he had Lake on a pedestal and he he did not expect enough from her. Um, I think that the image that he had of who Lake was, um, and I think that he did think, you know, she was very she was superficial and, you know, um, just because of what her interests were and everything like that is the reason why he wouldn't open up and tell her um tell her stuff until he was forced to tell her stuff while Pilar would be like hey something's going on like what's up and then he would like open up because he refused to allow himself to open up to Lake because he didn't want to mess up the bubble that was created around her that that's like not to say I I, I liked him and um Pilar I like the progression of them over um the season because we did see the chemistry in season one um but I do think that he shortchanged um Lake um on putting her on a pedestal like he 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 didn't give her an honest chance to show to show to show you know that she could be there until she proved it. She proved she could be there and then she made the hard decision and then you know just destroyed it. But I don't think he necessarily had her on a pedestal because he knew who she was. Like she shared the dark parts of her life with him. She and and that was the thing. And I think that's something we're gonna get to again or something I'm gonna allude to again um in just a bit as we continue this conversation. But I think like he knew about her issues with her mom, her struggles with her weight. He knew the dark sides of her, uh, for lack of a better term, not that she was very dark. So he saw that the superficial was more or less a coping mechanism. It was who she was. It was a part of her personality and you got it. But he knew that there was more to her than that. Um, From, you know, the conversations that they had about the first time that they were going to have sex, you know, um, to her sharing her struggles with that and her childhood and all of those different things. So he knew that there was more there to more to her than that. It's just for whatever reason, he didn't necessarily, he, and I guess it, it kind of goes back to last season where he, he didn't necessarily until the end share his home life. Like even Felix, um, not Felix, but even Victor, would didn't know until towards the end of the season about his home life, like how no one had ever been invited to his apartment and that type of stuff. I think it was just hard for him to open up. And the person that was easy was the person that he just always had this easy friendship with, this easy camaraderie with this. It's just that he had this unspoken trust with her, like this bond with Pilar that he didn't necessarily have with Lake. Um, And I guess it's this thing, this comfort thing, that it was just easier for him to talk. And sometimes it is easier for you to talk to your friends than it is and tell them, show them the different sides of yourself um, than it is for you to talk to the person that you're dating. Um, And that's not necessarily a them thing. It may be a you thing. Um, So, you know, but um, I think he knew that there was more there um, to her than just the superficial that the rest of the world saw. Because she showed him and she told him that. So, um, yeah. Um, and I did like them as a couple. I, I thought, I, I liked the choice that he made. And I, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out from, because when he was telling Felix, uh, when he was telling Victor, um, and Victor was like, don't make me kill you. Don't make me hurt you. <laughs> like, um, how's that going to be from her being your best friend's little sister to, uh, your girlfriend are you still going to want to talk to your best friend about the things you do with your girlfriend <laughs> that's going to be funny um so um what did you think about uh Benji and Victor the big story of the season oh my gosh before we get to like the big story can we talk about like Mia and Andrew oh god yes 
Yes. How I, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. So I am just going to put this out here. My least favorite characters are Mia and Andrew. <laughs> Number one. <clears throat> Let me get my list together. Oh, number God, one is that Andrew list. is ugly. Okay, that's number one. I don't know how you are a popular jock, first of all. You can't really play because y'all have to beg Victor to stay on the team because he's way better than you. Second of all, your face looks weird. I'm so sorry to say that, but it does. How are you like the sexy one on campus? You I know who his dad and is in real life, don't you? I I'm don't sorry. care who your dad is. Your daddy That's ain't Cuba that good looking Jr. either. Son. Huh? That's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Your daddy ain't that good looking <laughs> either. So, your daddy, your daddy looks and your mama looks, mm, it, it just came to a weird combination, okay? Um, next thing is you look like you're pushing 30, dude, but you're in high school, okay? But you look old, Okay, he looks old. Okay. Um, so yes, I could not stand Andrew. Um, I I didn't like him the first season. I, I believe I said this. And uh he did not grow on me in the second season. And although I like Mia's ca not character, let me say, um Mia was like a hit or miss for me. Like I understood the purpose that she was supposed to serve, but I never warmed up to her at all. Um I will say her dad's an asshole, um, an absolute asshole. Um, her stepmom as well, like just horrible. Never took her feelings into consideration. Never had a conversation. Lied to her repeatedly um, and just wanted her to accept it, um, which I guess is what parents do for teenagers anyway. So eh, it is what it is. Um, but they were my least favorite characters was Andrew and Mia. Like, I, I didn't care for them at all. And, it, and the love has not grown in second season, like, at all. She's a great, like, she was a great, like, side character, I guess, if I'm going to be nice. I'm sorry. Did you like them, Eddie? My bad. <laughs> I'm just letting the rant continue. Um, Mason Gooding, who is, plays Andrew, is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. And I agree, his father is not the most attractive. Um, Mason is not. Fugly, you're making him seem like he's just butt ugly. He's not. Is he's he butt ugly, y'all? He's not. Um, and he's. 20. You don't think his face has a weird proportion to it? I didn't say he was just all that, but he's not ugly. He's not fugly the way you're making him seem. Um, oh. <laughs> he's 24, not 30. He'll be 25 this year. Um, Pushing 30. <laughs> his face is. Um, but the, his character actually grew on me this year. Um, they've given him more depth. The, and you saw that evolution towards the end of last season where he was just going to be the stereotypical jock. Um, and he turned out to not just be the stereotypical jock. And he's actually turning into a good friend. And I like him. Um, I actually found myself liking his character more than I did in the be in initial season. Um, Mia. Poor girl needs to catch a break. They put her through the fucking ringer. Um, she is not, and I think we said it last year, she wasn't really one of our favorite characters. Um, I felt more for her this year. Um, I'm like, she needs to catch a break. Her dad is an asshole. Um, I didn't think her stepmom or her soon-to-be stepmom was an asshole. Um, I think she was as honest with her as she could be considering that that wasn't her child, so that it wasn't her place to tell her certain things. Um, Did you see the yeah. mansion that they live in? Yeah. You mean to tell me in the mansion that you that you live in, and I am sure that that mansion has more than two bedrooms, and you had to put the baby stuff in her room? You couldn't put it anywhere else but her room? Like, that makes no sense to me. Absolutely no sense. And then you're going to wait to the last minute to move that stuff from her bedroom. So when, when were you moving that stuff? Like the morning before she arrived, y'all were going to move the baby stuff from her room that is, was not a storage room to wherever you were moving the baby stuff to? Like that, that just, it just threw me off on, on that part. The second thing is, is that did the dad not go honest with the mom on the fact that Mia had a conversation with him and asked him 
not to take the job. He probably did tell her because she's the one who convinced her dad at the wedding to tell the truth. So she wasn't privy to the initial conversation, but she knew at the end. And like I said, there, as the step parent, there are certain lines that she was not going to cross. It wasn't her job to tell Mia that her dad or her responsibility to tell Mia that her dad took the job. But she made sure before they got married that Mia knew. She made sure that, hey, you can't do this. You have got to tell her. So it is obviously something she wasn't too comfortable with, but it was something that she was like, okay. You know, so there are boundaries that she didn't and shouldn't cross, especially as the step parent. And given how fragile her relationship is with Mia, um, I love the moment that they bonded in the hospital um, when she was talking, when she thought that she was or probably having Braxton Hicks or whatever, um, when she thought she may have been going into labor. I thought that was a good bonding moment. Um, I like how their relationship is slowly evolving. Um, you know, Mia is slowly warming up to her. And um, I love the character who's played by Sophia Bush. And I don't know if she'll be there for next year um, in season three because she her her show um, on CBS got picked up. Um, so I don't know, but I, I love that character and I, I love the evolution. Yes, I agree with you because I thought it was weird that they put, they, I, I, I said the same thing, like y'all couldn't find anywhere else to put that baby stuff. Like, you know, so I don't know what that conversation was like or why they decided to put it in her room of all places. So that was just an L on everybody's part, but that doesn't necessarily make her stepmother um, an asshole, not like her dad. Um, to, to have your child tell you why they don't want to move. Um, and it's not the fact that you made the ultimate decision to move and take the job, because I get it. Um, baby, you're going to have to make some new friends. I am going to be the president or of Stanford University, we, you know, um, whatever. I get that. So if you knew all along that you were going to take this job, um, you should have been honest about that. That 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 conversation should have been handled completely different. Or especially when you got on the phone and you figured out that you could not turn down the job, then yeah, you should have been honest about that immediately. So um, it'll be interesting. And I'm I'm just interested to see what type of train wreck her mom is going to be because you know that's just going to be drama. I think Andrew and Mia, especially Mia, is just a drop. They're there for the drama <laughs> of it all. Um, but I am interested to see how it all plays out. And I, I like how Andrew is really more kind and considerate with Mia. Um, like when he left to give her and Lake um, the night, you know, after they'd ordered pizza and they were going to have a makeout section and um, session. And he saw when Lake came over and he was like, well, we're ordering pizza. And he was like, you two enjoy that. And I'm going to go see you tomorrow. It's like he, he read the room very well. So. Um, I think they're improving. I'm still not going to say they're my favorites, but I think they're improving. Um, Mackay Pfeiffer, dude, you took you took a big L because that that was that was a jerk move, um, especially after he promised. Um, but the way she kind of manipulated that promise by by by, um, <laughs> I was like, damn, she learned from the best, um, you know, because she she did manipulate that promise out of him. Um, when she brought up the letters from her mom and how she doesn't answer them because she chooses him and all of that kind of stuff. So um, that was a, that was a manipulation tactic on her part. Uh, you know, but what do you expect from a 16 year old or a 17 year old at times trying to get what they want? Um, but yeah, her family dynamic is just fucked up all the way around. All right. So you have anything else to add to your least, your least two favorite characters? No, ma'am. So I don't. I guess you wouldn't mind if they uh, got ran over by semi truck on their road. Oh trip. No, 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 no! They serve a purpose. They do. I background. They, they're going to be background like the parents. Background. <laughs> um, I like Lake. Lake. Lake can come to the front, but I'm gonna need Andrew and Mia to stay in the back with the parents. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I do like that Lake and Felix seem like they, it, even though it is awkward, you know, initially, I do think that they'll be able to end up being friends. 
or remain friends, you know, um, once they get through that awkward, we used to date and you were my first um, phase and, you know, that type of thing. Um, all right. So on to the big one, Benji and Victor. Go. No, I'd like to hear what you have to say first. About ben- Benji and Victor? Yep. Um, I love Victor's evolution. Um, it was so sad when he kind of, when he broke up with Simon as his gay mentor and guru. But um, I do hope that they, like they said, I hope it's just the close of that chapter and they actually become friends. Um, you know, and I do realize, you know, you have to break the strings because the show's called Love Victor, not Love Simon. And he kind of has to start figuring some things out on his own. But I, I do love that, like, you know, little baby Yoda grew up. Um, and I I loved his I loved his evolution as a character. Um, I started off really, really, really loving him and Benji um, together. And slowly but surely that changed. Um, Benji got on my nerves by the end of it and I wanted to throat punch him. And um, how do I say this? His privilege started to show and they addressed it in some cases where, um, dude, it's obvious that you were not raised by minority parents because even though uh, Isabel was an asshole at times and even though um, she was not always the nicest, dude, you just blatantly disrespected that woman. Um, And, you know, not saying two wrongs make a right because she wasn't nice. She wasn't necessarily nice to him, but she was never just blatantly disrespectful. And the way you're going to get caught having sex in that woman's house and then going to have the nerve to try to tell her what sex means. It's just a symbol of two people's love. Like, dude, besides it's like ultimately the end of the day, she walked in on her 16 year old having sex with someone in her house while her young child, while her youngest child was asleep in the other room. So I understood, I I co-signed on that moment. I understood why she was mad. At that point, to me, it didn't matter that it was a boy, girl, whatever. Dude, you were having sex. You got caught having sex in your mom's house. And, you know, not saying that I was never 16 and I didn't do things like that, but I didn't get caught. And if I got caught, I damn sure would not have clapped back at my mama or anybody else's mama like that. I would have tried to hide and run out in shame. Okay. Um, So he and the way he was always pushing Victor to be honest about his feelings and to stand up to his mom and to be honest with him. And he kept the biggest part of himself, the biggest secret from Victor, which kind of goes back to. Um, why Phyllis didn't necessarily open up to Lake about some of the things that it was so much easier to open up to Pilar about. So what did you think? That was it? You're not going to talk about uh, Raheem? Oh, yeah, I'm getting to Raheem. I'm just focusing on Benji and Victor right now. Oh, okay. I guess I'll be in a minority. I I like Benji and Victor together. Um, Yes, uh, Benji does have a lot of privilege, <laughs> but who doesn't? <laughs> um, especially when you look within the LGBTQ community, um, white gay men have privilege. Um, you may be gay, but you're still white and a man. Um, so I like the fact that he was, they called him out um because of his privilege like victor called him out because of his privilege and um just kind of you know understanding that i look at it from when it comes to the whole situation with isabel i look for it from like you disrespected him for months um and it boiled over on him having a really like teenage moment where he doesn't care if you're a fucking adult. Like he's been disrespected by you. He's heard about the disrespect that you have put out there on his relationship with your son, as well as just like him not being welcomed in his boyfriend's home. And, um, and that's gotta be tough. So when he snapped, 
I was just like, damn. Shit, like, okay. But she also needs to hear some of that. Um, I just feel that, I don't know. Like, I think that was a very teenage moment. Like, I understand, like, you know, some people is just like, hey, she's still an adult. Like, you shouldn't talk to her like that. But that's teenagers. And you can only, like, push them so far before they snap back. And I think that in that moment, Benji snapped back. Um, and he's going to deal with the consequences of snapping back at Victor's mom. But um, I was okay with it. I I did not see a problem. Now, granted, you know, you are having sex and you were literally in the middle of it when she caught you. But um, I, I, I don't even think it was really that necessarily that moment. I think it was just the months of the disrespect that she threw out there. And he just kind of, the focus was just on the fact that they were caught having sex in his room. Um, with his with his brother in the other room sleeping. Um, so I, I was okay with that. I like Benji and Victor together. I love their vibe. I love their chemistry. I think they have an amazing, amazing chemistry. He is his first love. So uh, of course, they're going to break up. Of course, probably next season, they're not going to be together. I get that. They are going to get back together because it's Benji and Victor. But um yeah, I, I I was okay with that. And the whole big thing about alcoholism, I look at it as in like, that's huge. And I don't think Benji wanted the image that Victor had of him to change. And it was something that he was really embarrassed about. He It, it, it wasn't it wasn't something that he kind of like accepted of himself, I don't think. I think that um, he just didn't want to change the image that he had to Victor. And he didn't want it to be out there. He didn't want people to know that he was an alcoholic because I don't even think probably like his ex knew um, that he was an alcoholic either. So I can understand him never telling Victor that he was an alcoholic. And then when he, when Victor did find out what's the first thing that Victor did, he told somebody. So um, I guess he was right in not telling Victor that he was in AA. Um, and he had uh, problems with alcohol. But um, I like them together, and um, I would hope that in the end, their end game. Um, I don't. I have mixed feelings about the end game, um, and I get it. You know, your first love it means a lot to you, but um, just over the course of it, like I said, um, when he, like how he was trying to convince Victor not to play basketball. Um, it was cute how, you know, he reconciled that and he actually did go and sit with the girlfriends and do the dance. I thought that was a cute moment, but just how he was prodding him not to play basketball, how he didn't want it. It wasn't necessarily about what Victor wanted. It was about what Benji wanted. Benji didn't want to have to go to games. Benji didn't want to have to sit with the girlfriends, you know, um, Benji allowed his friends to make fun of Victor, but God forbid if that would have been Victor's friends or, you know, and I get it. It, it. it must be hard not being accepted um, into your your boyfriend's home or, you know, um, from a straight perspective. I had a boyfriend whose mother couldn't stand the sight of me and I wasn't welcome in his home. So I, I get that, you know, um, I understand the disrespect of parents, but I guess just how I was raised by an old school mama. Um, there, there's a place, there's a way to and I get the moment, I get what that it was embarrassment, it was all of this, it was all of that, it still was not acceptable. I understand where it was coming from, but at the end of the day, it still was not acceptable um, for you to go off like that and for you to not even see that you were wrong um, or where it was wrong um, for you to be having sex in her house like that and then and like I said, to me, it's not a gay issue. It's the fact that you just got caught 16-year-old having sex in the house. Um, so I, there's, there's, no, there's no excuse for it. You know, you, ultimately, if, uh, for me, that's where that line goes. Um, and I get teenagers have feelings, but there's also a time and a place and a way to vent those feelings. Um, respect is a two-way street. You can't demand respect and not give it. Um, so, yeah, if you have problems with her and all of what you said was valid about the issues that he had and the way that he felt protective of Victor. Um, but the lying is lying. At this point, you want Victor to share his soul and bear everything with you, but you're keeping this big part of yourself from him. 
um, Victor told a friend, you know, and that friend didn't go back and tell anybody. Benji just found out because of the conversation he overheard Victor having with Raheem, or he saw the text message actually that Raheem sent about, is Benji okay? Um, and then Benji blew up. He was like, you couldn't reach me for one day. And this is what you do. Well, dude, he just found out, you know, he, he give him time to deal with this, give him time to accept it in graphs. You know, this is the first time that y'all been together that you've been unreachable and it comes to this. So yeah, he has a right to be worried um, because he doesn't, he's, he's still trying to process it all. And so for him to shut him out like that, it, it was just like, it was a bit much. It's like, okay, um, you know, it's like you won't give him time to process and deal with your shit. So just by the end of it, I was just like, uh, there were some, there were some flaws and, um, you know, there were some cracks in Benji's decade. So I, like I said, I started off really, really loving him. Um, and I see the pill of Benji and Victor. And um, I, I have mixed feelings about them being in game. And at first, I did not want to like Raheem. I saw where that was going. Um, I do love the character of Raheem. I didn't think I would like Raheem at all, but I did like him. Um, and I don't, I'm not necessarily saying that he and Victor should be in game. I don't know if he and Victor should be together. Um, I don't know who I want to be behind that door, um, but I see the pros and the cons of both. But I did like the chemistry between Victor and Raheem. Um, I think they have a little bit more in common. Um, it was a little easier for Victor to be open. And I don't know if it was because he and Raheem started off as friends and him and Benji um, and maybe I would feel differently if we would have seen the progression of that relationship instead of them just skipping to them being together all this time. And we never really got to see the, the draw of Benji or the courting part of Benji and Victor like we did with Raheem and Victor. Does that make sense? Like so much of the relationship with Benji and Victor just happened off screen that we didn't get to see them the moments of them just really enjoying each other. It, it seems like we were thrown um, into the chaos and the drama um, right away. So we saw, we didn't see them build the bubble or live in the bubble. We just saw the bubble slowly but surely start to burst. And so I don't know, but I did like Raheem and I did like him and Victor together. And I, um, I don't know. I don't know if they're necessarily right for each other, but I do hope regardless of who's behind that door that the character of Raheem sticks around. What about you? I like Raheem as a character. Um, I think I, I don't like him and Victor together, but I like him as a character. Um, I like the fact that he comes from a devout Muslim um, background. And when he finally came out to his parents, his parents was like, oh yeah, we kind of knew. Like we've known for years, we was just waiting. So um, really, really nice um, difference in um, Victor's coming out compared to Raheem coming out to his parents, which he was really scared of. Um, I don't like. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of. I understand it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Like the door that Victor like rang the bell on is Raheem's. Um, it's going to happen. He's not going back to Benji. Um, but so. I'm okay with having to go through that whole like phase and, you know, storyline. That's absolutely fine. Um, I will say that, no, I'm in complete disagreement on him telling Raheem. Um, because if anything, he could have reached out to Lucy, who is one of uh, Benji's um, really, really good friends. Um, but I get it. I mean, it brings drama. Um, so I'm okay with that, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, we know whose doorbell that was that he rang. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure, and you know, it, it could be it could be the switcheroo. Whoever he, whoever is the first person that opens that door, it might be the person where he's like, "Hey, I like you, but it's not gonna work." Um, you never know. Um, as far as him reaching out to Lucy, she was Benji's friend. She wasn't a mutual friend. She was Benji's friend. And um, I, in, in that moment, it's not like, hey, how do you deal with this? It was a moment of crisis. So I'm not necessarily going to reach out to a stranger and pour my heart out to a stranger. Um, he felt comfortable with Raheem. And like I said, Raheem didn't betray his trust. He never told, Raheem didn't tell anybody. 
But he um, betrayed Benji's trust. He, so it's a he, wrap from there. He didn't necessarily betray Benji's trust in the sense that he was gossiping. He was just... So if you're talking to your friend, if someone tells you something, okay, and you're having problems, you're having a hard time processing it, and you go and tell your best friend or you tell someone you trust just to talk. It's not that, hey, I'm telling you to be a gossipy little bitch or I'm telling you to get back at this person. I'm just telling you because I need to talk. Knowing that. So I, I I get what you're asking. And what I will say is I would be that person that if I like, I'm with somebody and I find something out, like, you know, they're an alcoholic and they're an AA I would talk to, and they tell me like, you know, don't tell anybody. I'd still go and tell like my really close friends, but that's still me betraying their trust. So it's for me to kind of vent it out and see what my feelings are and everything like that. But even as I'm talking about it with the friends that I trust not to go and like gossip about it or put it out there, it's still a betrayal of trust that I'm telling somebody else without the permission of the person who's the alcoholic. Because no matter what, at the end of the day, if something was to come up, it could be at the point where that person who is an alcoholic finds out that someone else knows. And that can that's still going to destroy the trust that they had in me in just in me just knowing. So even as I know, I would go and tell like my really good friend that I would completely trust not to tell anybody else. I still see that as a betrayal of the trust of the person who is the alcoholic. So we we're all tra- we're all trail uh, trust betrayers because we you know yes. we've all done it we've all we, we are, and- but it doesn't take away from the fact that it's still a betrayal of trust and that person still has the um they're still justified in their feelings of being betrayed like I, I feel that even like Benji is still justified in feeling betrayed on the fact that Victor told Raheem even though we know that Raheem wouldn't have gone and told any of his friends. Like he wouldn't have gone and told Pilar about what he found out. But I feel Benji is still justified in feeling betrayed because Victor told Raheem. I can see that. I can understand that. But I also feel like Victor can be, has a right to feel betrayed too because he was lied to. Because no matter how you cut it, Ninji lied to him. Um, you know, it was, it was a lie by omission and it was a big, it was a big thing. It was something that Ben, that Victor deserved to know. Um, because at any moment, even though Benji feels like he has it under control, any moment he could have fallen off the wagon and not known what was going on. Um, and so it's just like, Hey, um, I, I understood both sides of it. Um, and I guess you're right. He he does have a right to feel betrayed because he he did tell him in confidence, and Victor did go tell um, tell Raheem, you know. But he needed someone to talk to. I wouldn't have gone to talk to Lucy though. Um, so I can't. I guess as we're all betrayers of trust, um, I wouldn't have gone to talk to Lucy either. Um, but it wasn't because I, I I'm not talking about like talking to Lucy about like what happened. But when he was, I, I feel that. There is no, like, with teenagers, in fact, saying that they exchange, like, he had, he, he like, I don't believe that he didn't have Lucy's contact information. I, I, I don't believe that. I do believe that he had Lucy's contact information because she's basically, like, Benji's best friend. So my whole thing is if I find, like, if I can't get in touch with my significant other, um... I'm reaching out to their best friend whose contact information I have just to see if they've heard anything, but we don't see that. We don't, we don't see Victor reaching out to any, any of Benji's people. We just see him talking to Raheem and then he tells Raheem what happened. I'm not saying like to, you know, vent out his feelings to Lucy because she's not his friend, but when you were worried about Benji, reach out to someone who knows Benji rather than, a person that only knows you kind of thing is what I was looking at. Like I'd reach out to the friend, even if I'm not really cool with them, I'd, I'd still reach out to the friend. That's, that's like basically like an emergency contact kind of thing. 
Yeah, but in that moment, he wasn't he wasn't thinking about that. And Lucy is not. I've never got the fact that the idea that him and Lucy were even very close, or that he may not have had her information. But I honestly, and that probably would have been like a last resort. Maybe if when I went to Benji's house, I didn't find Benji, then I may have thought about reaching out to him or to Lucy, you know. But as far as in that moment. No, he did what he he called. He called, and then he finally went to his house. You know, so I, in that in that instance, I I understand why he wouldn't have reached out to Lucy to even just kind of talk to her, um, because to me that would I don't know Lucy like that, so I don't trust Lucy like that. You know, uh, speaking of trust, I wouldn't trust her to be in our business like that or to go to her with the concerns because sometimes uh, Benji may have had a bad reaction to that. Why are you going to my friends instead of going to me? So if I'm going to your friend, it's an absolutely last resort. And because of the way that we see the relationship was, then that would automatically be something that was set Lucy. That would be automatically that was set on, uh, on alert. Okay. So, um, but yeah. All right. So I guess we already know it's coming back for a third season. So I, that covers that. What are some of the things you're looking forward to in the next season? Um, me and her mom. Um, let's see if that makes me feel something for her. Um, Felix and Pilar. I'd like to see how that progresses, especially seeing how now you're dating your best friend's sister who's younger than you. Um, I have to say like how that group of friends is going to progress because you do realize that even if they're all not close to each other, like that's kind of like their group of friends who they eat with and everything like that. So that vibe, I like that. Um, I'd like to see how the Lake and Lucy vibe turns out because that was a little something, something there. Kind of like the same vibe that I got when it was um, Felix and Pilar. So we'll see how that goes. Um, is this their senior year? I'm guessing. Right. Um, were they? Yeah, because I think he, they were juniors because he was a sophomore in first season. So he, yeah, yeah. So it, it'll be the senior year. Um, but yeah, like I'm excited on some of the progression of the characters. Um, the teenagers more than the adults. So um, just to see how that goes, as well as I do love Raheem's character. So um, I would hope that he would come back um, just because I love his character, whether he ends up with Victor or not. Like I thought he was a great addition to the cast. So excited to see about that. Yeah. Um, I think I, I hinted towards all that. I didn't mention Lucy and, uh, like, but I am interested to see how that goes because they they did have some mad crazy chemistry, and I was like, oh, so it's nice to see, you know, that. And I guess that's why I think her, she and Felix, and just their interaction at the at the party, I think they both kind of had that sense that hey, it might be over, um, you know. But I, I I really hope that they can continue to be friends because I do like them as friends. Um, and I do like the character of Lake. Um, she actually is probably the character that grew on me the most this year. Um, so we will see. And she actually turned out to be a really, really good friend. Um, the one who is really self-centered and I hope she gets her shit together. And um, I would like to see more growth besides her just having all this drama is Mia. Um, you know, so she's the one that is actually not the greatest friend all the time but you know she got she has a lot going on so we'll see but yeah I'm interested to see the same things you are and hopefully um a little bit more with the parents just to make them a little bit more interesting and more than just um secondary side studies side pieces I guess I don't know but um that does it for this episode of the popcorn wind down uh are we not gonna we, rate it oh yeah we are <laughs> i'm sorry look at me tripping where are you rating this second season of love victor 
Um, I don't remember what I rated the first season, but I will say um, the realness of it. I love the reaction of his parents to him coming out. I think that was more of an honest depiction of how parents can react depending on their background. Um, the new addition of the character Raheem, as well as just eight episodes, a lot happened in those, no, nine episodes, sorry. A lot happened in those nine episodes that they had. Um, so I am going to rate this season a 4.0. I thought it was really, really good. Like, I loved it. Like, I sat through it. I binged the whole thing at once. Like, really, really good. So, yeah, 4, 4.0. And I can't wait to see what next season is going to be. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it um, a 4.25. Um, and I, I like the parents a little bit more than you did. So, um, yeah. And I agree. I can't wait to see what the next season brings and um, how who's behind the door. Um, I really have no idea about who's behind the door and I go back and forth about it. Um, you know, I'm not completely off of Benji, but uh, like I said, I have mixed feelings and I don't necessarily want them to be in game. I think just as you grow, you know, your first love and all of that, as you grow, um, which is rare for me, because usually I, I'm like first love, ride or die, but no, uh, I'm good. So we'll see what happens. Um, and I hope the third season is just as good as the second season and it continues to get better. Um, the second season improved on the first. So hopefully the third will con um, improve on the second. And now that officially does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Wine Beyond. Am I correct? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. So um, please be sure to check us out next week when we will be discussing Tammy's pick in the Heights. By Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yay! <laughs> a movie musical. You can hear the excitement in my voice. I'm excited because of the drama that's in the background of the movie. <laughs> yeah, we will discuss all of that. Um, and the movie itself. Yeah, yay. I love movie musicals. <laughs> yay! yay. Oh gosh, Broadway, hurry up. Um <laughs> But that does it for this week's episode. Please be sure to check out any episodes that you may have missed at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or, you know, you could check it out on the popcornwindown.com as well as catch up on the latest in um, entertainment and pop culture news daily with the daily wind down at the popcornwindown.com. That's it. That's the plug. Uh, thank you for the sound effect. I still need a real one. If that was good. That was a good <laughs> I give, you a, I give you a five for effort. Thank All right. You. So until next time, when again, of course, we discuss In the Heights, you can go watch it on HBO Max in the meantime. Um, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace. <laughs>